Hey guys, I'm here today with Rachel Miller. She, after helping 38 people bring single posts from their businesses pages to more than 10 million people each, without a massive ad budget, Rachel has become a sought-after strategist. Businesses she's helped have been able to go from obscurity to household brands. She's began as a blogger before getting hooked, collecting people and building audiences. She has authored multiple books, spoken at numerous conferences, and has assisted in crafting organic social strategies for Fortune 500 companies, TV shows, as well as anyone from stay-at-home parents working a side hustle and local brick-and-mortar shops. When she isn't geeking out about Facebook and organic social strategies, you can find her watching Harry Potter with her six kids. Total geek, as we discussed before. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I got that one like nailed down. We uh, yeah, we play cash flow now. Harry Potter was like the the obsession of like two months ago. Now it now it's cash flow. It's a, a board game by Get Rich yeah, Dad. I know, I've seen that one. I, I oh, wanted to play it. So, my dad got it, but I never played it. It's even better ten times in a row. Oh well, you know, like everything's great the first time you play it, but kids can be obsessive, and so we were playing it all day long, every day. <laughs> They're geeking out on it, man. <laughs> that would totally be me as a kid. <laughs> Thank you. At least, at least they're playing that game. It could be so much worse. Oh, oh my word, yes. So, yeah, I appreciate you having me on today, Joss, and uh, letting me geek out about my kids and life, but here to geek out about Facebook. So, Let's do Thank it. You. So, Rachel, how did this all begin? Like, we finally discussed that you took a couple of posts for businesses to 10 million reach, but how did that happen? How do you step into this yeah. world? Was there something that happened before that? Yeah, we, um, I grew my own audiences. And how have you ever been like one of those people who's like, hey, they're copying me, or I'm not going to tell this information because it's proprietary and I've got this 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 secret, secret. I'm not going to share with the world. Um, I used to be like that. I used to collect big, giant audiences. I built um, Facebook pages to 2.2 million Facebook fans organically with no ad spend. Um, I built another one to over half a million with no ad spend. I built like two more pages to 200,000. I built hundreds of thousands of fans on Pinterest um, in multiple accounts. I built, anyways, I built audience after audience after audience. And in my mind, I was like hoarding it, like this knowledge of how to build, collect people, essentially. I mean, how to become popular, how to collect people into a group. I kept that information to myself for like eight years. I just did it on my wow. own and I didn't tell people about it. I didn't like go to conferences and connect. I just collected people and loved them, served them, sold to them, but I didn't see the greater world in the sense I didn't see, I saw my impact as selling them um, tchotchkes that they would put in their house or a new vacuum cleaner or whatever it is that I was selling that month to these people. I didn't see the potential that I could have if I taught other people to build audiences. So it, and I saw it as if I taught them to build another audience, they would compete with me and then my ads would go up and because there were too many people in the market, instead of realizing rising tides raise all the ships and open it up and love on more people, teach them to love on people. And next thing you know, their businesses grew and it, it was, it's almost like having grandchildren. It's not, um, you, it, it, well, a little bit, like I used to be excited about my wins. Like I got to 10 million, I got to 14 million reach. I got this post to get 3 million people to click over to my content. I just sold out of this product four times in a row 
we don't have any hope of stock coming in for six weeks. Like after doing that time after time and time again, um, I realized I'm just as excited about seeing my students get those same results. So just this morning, somebody got their very first million reach post organically. She's a small page. She did it for the first time this morning. And I was just as excited as I was the first time I got one. And it's so cool to, to see same. that happen over and over again. It's all organic. It's organic. Organically, she got a million. Yeah, she got to 1.1 million and she did it in under two days. And she's got a page, I think she said about 6,000 Facebook fans right now. So organic reach isn't dead. No, it's not. It's so funny. I love it when people say that because I'm like, that's cool. You keep thinking that because we and Moolah, we're cleaning house. <laughs> we have a girl just last week who got 2 million shares. Her Facebook post was shared 2 million times last week. And that's organic again. She's She actually, just between us, she didn't have her pixel on her page for the longest time. I was like, you have to put a pixel on. I don't want to put a pixel on. It's too complicated. I'm like, no, please, you have to do this. So she's not she's not doing ads. She does. She just recently got her pixel on. So, <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're, but she's selling um, mm -hmm. without ads. It's beautiful. Excellent. Let's rewind. How did you get into this whole thing in the first place? What was your background before starting your own pages? I was um, an economics high school teacher. So um, which with economics, it's really cool because it's supply and demand. And I did a lot of like the social economics, like, um, and I taught high school seniors. So we did a lot of stuff like, how do you get somebody to date you using economic theory? So I would teach <laughs> economics a lot of, like I teach math with a hmm. lot of social skills. So it, it does actually match Facebook because you've got your algorithms that you're interacting with and you've got social interactions and how that leads into statistics and um, supply demand and the curves and all that other good job stuff. So there is like a little bit of a correlation in the sense I had like a bent for it, but a high school economics teacher, how does that become somebody who collects massive blogs? I don't know. Um, I left teaching because I had two kids back to back. So my kids are about a year and like two weeks apart, my first two children. And um, when I was on maternity leave, I was pregnant with my next child. So that meant I couldn't really go back to work, which kind of stunk. And I was like, well, how am I going to like, I, I'm all by myself. I used to love teaching about economics. I used to talk to people. I was making an impact. And now I'm stuck at home. The, the world was ending. Um, it wasn't that bad, but I thought it was. Um, so my husband came home and he's like, you're dying inside. I, what, maybe literally, I don't know, but here's a blog. I hear women are on, on blogs now. So it was like a thing when they, there was, you know, you'd comment on each other's blogs like eight years ago. It's like, <laughs> get a blog. And so you could do these like comment things so you won't be by yourself anymore. And uh, <laughs> it was hilarious because we were able to grow that blog to getting 10 million page views in a month, unique people visiting the website in a single month. And it was so much fun. So I realized that I loved collecting people and I loved the excitement of if I put an apostrophe into my title what that meant for engagement and then if I changed the background from blue to yellow what did that do I mean we just tested okay so you did you're very specific about this we're doing split tests oh I split tested everything I had so much fun and um yeah we I learned how people interact and how to collect them and so I ended up selling that website 
went on and built my second one and then the third and the fourth. And after I built those, I asked a couple people, do you want me to show you how I collect audiences? And they said yes. And next thing you know, um, this took off. <laughs> and uh, we had our opening launch was 93,000, which I was like expecting like 25K. And to put this in perspective, I was making $28,500 a year when I was a high school teacher. So for me to make 23,000 in a day was like mind blowing for an opening launch. Um, I was just like completely flummoxed and here we are. Part of that economics learnings to your own business. I know, it's been a lot of fun. And and it's been fun to see when you take those economic principles and you apply them into Facebook and social strategies, and then you apply those to other people's businesses. It's so fun and exciting to see their businesses just thrive and grow and um, yeah, them, okay. for them to make an impact. How do you run these principles for commercial businesses? How do they become that exciting that people want to share it two million times? Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, what happens is you want to think like your audience. So if this is going back to economics, since I, I don't usually talk about the economic principles when I ever really, but it'd be like the Nash principle. If in the Nash principle of math, you, if you all go for the, the hottest girl in the room or for the number one thing, you're going to all lose. But if you position someone else for the number one, you will gain the number two slot and clean house. So everyone can get their second best if you work together. And that is the same principle that we kind of use inside of content. So if you team up with your competition, you can both win the sale because the person buying one Facebook ads course, they're buying three. The person who's buying one meal plan for crock pots, they're also buying eight cookbooks. So you sell those other cookbooks and they sell your meal plan and it, it's not competition you're working together. So once um, you once we open that up, it's just been exciting to see what happens to businesses. And so one is connecting to your neighbors. I call them neighbors because competition sounds like um, we're either stealing from them if they're connecting to me or just, okay. so instead of calling it competition. So other, other products in the market? Yeah, neighbors. And then in addition to that, speak for your audience. So. It's the same Nash principle. If we all go for the hottest girl, the hottest girl's going to be like, dude, y'all go away, right? Whereas if we speak the language of the second person, we would all win. That's the Nash um, principle in math. And the same principle happens in pages. When we speak to the audience's hearts and we speak for their hearts, so we literally say the things that our audience would want to say, they're going to respond and they're going to share and they're going to engage and they're going to comment and they're going to help us grow. Can you provide an example of that? Definitely. Um, let's think of fitness. Okay. I had a student. We have we do have some refunds, and I'm going to call him Jay, the first letter of his name, just because I don't want to call him out. But he did refund like two weeks into the product program, and he his business folded. And um, I predicted it because he was interested in virals, but he didn't speak for his audience. And thus, I knew from seeing his page, he would never sell a single one of his vitamin supplements for middle-aged men. He had a vitamin supplement line, and it was for people who were in their 40s to 60s and men. And he wanted, it was a high-end vitamin supplement line. So he was targeting wealthier men um, with his product. 
but he was targeting them with fitness pictures of 20 year old hot women exercising on a exercise bike. Well, no, you're not going to get that 45 year old man to engage with that content because that 45 year old man is either probably married or dating or with someone who's not going to like the fact that a 20 year old is on their Facebook feed. So they're not going to share that. That's not speaking for your audience. But if you put up something that's like 10 ways to keep your brain um, fit and healthy, keep a healthy brain, mm -hmm. that is something that 45 year old, 55 year old will share because they want to be seen as smarter to their friends and their family and on top of the world. So not only are they caring about their physical fitness, they are mentally fit too. So that is something that they would share. So if you speak for your audience, you're going to position yourself as the leader and um, they're going to share you. They're going to comment. They're going to engage with you. Whereas they won't if you say extra fries as a t-shirt to those 55 year old men, you're not attracting the 55 year old man who's going to buy a high end vitamin supplement. So guess what guys like um, David Asprey's done really well with bulletproof type came to that market yeah exactly that's the market he was trying this student was trying to get to but he loved the virals and the hot girl got a lot of clicks but it wasn't his demographic where he would be able to sell his vitamins and he really liked those clicks and i was like well you got two choices change your product or change your message because who you're attracting with your content is not who you're selling your product to. So that work, um, that work better with like more bro science type guys. He would have done well with t-shirts. Um, with t-shirts would have done well. Um, like those beer cozies would have done, sold yeah. well. He could have had other products, but probably not ones. Um, not even probably fitness related ones because X or fries, the person who's actually working out isn't going to engage on X fries, what X or fries no. with that. <laughs> Right, and what? Totally bombed it. What has worked well in terms of content that people have created? So, is there any examples that people have done? Like you said nobody can talk about the two million one, but what content has worked really well for someone to get that engagement, and how have they built up to getting such a crazy number? Well, I love um, I love Damon. He's one of our students who's been extremely successful. Damon realized that his audience they. Um, he, with taking my course, he thought he was selling to people who were buying wreaths. Damon is a wreath designer, so he creates those wreaths that you put on your front door. And he thought he was selling the wreaths to other um, people in neighborhoods who were putting wreaths on their doors. It wasn't until he interviewed his readers, which is a, ta a task we mm -hmm. like force everyone to do, buy it, and they like fight and cry and scream. But we tell them to do it in the first week or two of our course, our program. Um, he interviewed his audience and he found out, taking his ego out of it, it wasn't about him, he talked to his audience and he found out the people that were actually buying his wreaths were other wreath sellers who were buying his wreath to deconstruct how he made his wreath so they could sell same said wreath, okay? So they were other wreath designers. Once he realized that, now he pivots his business. He now sells tutorials, he sells pre-made boxes so they can get a box of all the supplies and then watch the tutorial and make it along with him. And so he sells all the supplies that they wanna buy it in bulk so they can make 10 of that wreath. Once he realized that and he didn't see them as his competition, like, wait a second, my competition's buying my wreath design so that they can make them themselves. 
instead of taking himself out of it, he realized, wait a second, I get a chance to love, to serve these wreath designers. And he literally exploded the industry, the wreath industry. And he has a conference now that's like nationally recognized because he went from obscure to um, a multi-million dollar business and a nationally recognized conference for wreath designers. He's completely blown his industry out of the water because he com united them, he taught them, he created content for a wreath maker, not a buyer of a wreath, once he realized that's who his actual audience was. That's insane and kind of pivot in yeah. terms of understanding your customers. It was so cool to see it happen and to see how his language of his page changed because it used to be, here I'm selling you this wreath. And then it changed to, here's the ways you can make this wreath Here's the ways you can adapt this wreath so it doesn't look the same every time you sell it, but you're still selling the same wreath. Here's the ways you can have your own subscription box and sell your own wreaths once a month. It was so exciting to see him pivot in his messaging to his audience and how that exploded his sales. Well, so much more. I'd feel like there'd be so much more content you can do from that angle as well than teaching people. Well, he, he, to put it in perspective, though, he sells his wreaths for like $200 a wreath. So he's not hurting with wreath sales either. <laughs> he gets to clean house on both ends now. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. So, got this point. What happened next? You got everything going on in business. You got these people you're helping massively. What was the next kind of step for you? Well, I think it's just, I guess scaling the business. So we went from having classes with 90 people in them, 100 people in them, to having classes of 500. So it's how do you manage a class, an incoming class with that scale, getting coaches, additional people to help, um, you know, having two people answer my emails now and manage me. It's just, it's been interesting to okay. see that as you get more people in your community, how you, to love them, serve them properly, it means scaling um, with staff and team. And, and that's, I guess, what I've been working on the most in the last little while. How's that been for you with kids and everything going on as well? <laughs> well, I, I, I do only get to work, I, not completely part-time, but I don't work the normal hours that a regular person can because I do have young children and they're, they're school age. So when they come home, typically this time of day, I'm doing homework with them. And it's, a, it's an interesting stage where, you know, I drive them to school, I work for a few hours, then I do homework with the kids, then I do supper, then I go back to work for a few hours. It's an interesting juggle. And I love the fact that I get to decide my own hours. No one tells me when I work. No one tells me like what I need to do. I mean, my team does a little bit because that's what I pay them to do. But um, but at the same time, I, get to, I got to create my own business, my own terms because of the online world. And I mean, what a gift. Right. Tell me more of the program. How does it work? If I were to, if someone was to come and work with you, how would they do it? Is it like a step-by-step -step process? Are they like types of posts that they'd be modeling or formats? Yeah, we have like, you want to begin by um, cleaning up your page. So make sure that your bump, what I call your bumper sticker is solid. So that's your page name, your profile, your cover, and then the general messaging of your page. You want to test that and find out what your readers say. So that would be not saying or fries and instead saying brain health <laughs> or um, um, fit, fit heart or heart fitness, something that, that somebody in a 
different stage with settings. You want to say, figure out your messaging yeah. first, and then you're going to adapt your page name, your profile, and your cover and your content to all say that message. So once you nail that, then it's feeding Facebook. So first messaging, and then you want to feed Facebook. <clears throat> That's what I call it. So it's when you're you create content in such a way that the platform is benefited and almost motivated to share and push your your message out to the world because you've created content in a way that helps Facebook reach its own goals. So what does that mean? Typically that means lots of engagement. So Facebook right now loves what they consider to be meaningful connections between people. I don't know if you've noticed this, Josh, but whenever you have lots of back and forth comments on an ad, your ad rates go way down. And it's so cool to see the more engagement we get, the better like our pocketbooks are and the better our conversions are and the better all of it is. And Facebook is realizing that too and they really love what they call like affinity, how close that person is to you. <clears throat> and there's different tricks we can do to get Facebook to see our readers as an affinity or closeness to us, relevant to us. And those are things like getting long comments from our readers, getting tags from them, having them upload content onto our business, onto our page, into the comments. All of those are things that Facebook's like, oh, this person must really like this content because they took the time to upload a photo and tag their friend. And last week, they left a three-liner, those big three three lines worth of content, a comment, it's a post, that, a comment that's like a paragraph, right? So when they do those things, Facebook's like, wow, this person really likes this content. We're going to give future content from Rachel to them. <clears throat> and if they, engage with it again, well, maybe their friend who's got a really quiet feed, who talks to them a lot, maybe they'll want to see this content as well. So you're able to reach out to more and more people, the more you get them to engage with you. So that's kind of like the secret sauce. And there's tricks you can do with your content to help people um, be predisposed to engage. So that's things like asking them questions that are open-ended, um, starting the conversation with a manifesto statement about them, like, I hate carrots, or <laughs> something that they would like have a reaction to, either yes I do or no I don't, something, a manifesto type of thing. <clears throat> Those all bring people's engagements in. Something like answer with a GIF, we saw that for a while. Did you remember oh, yeah. seeing I saw that. All the time, until Facebook's like, okay guys, you can cool it down with that kind of post, um, and they put the brakes on it, but for a while there, those were great. Why? They were uploading a response, so it caused those posts to go bonkers. And uh, yeah, kind of cool. Insane. <laughs> it is. So, oh, and the third one. So we've got wear the message, feed Facebook, and the third one is target the right people. So there's kind of like two kinds of people in the world. I mean, they're on a spectrum, but there's people like me who are like way like super extroverted, I'll talk to the wall. No, you really? <laughs> like, yeah, anyways, I'm super extroverted. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum is my husband, who's like, dude, he's an introvert, like a hermit. You're a hermit too? <laughs> so my husband's on the other end and he's super quiet. And so there's two different people on Facebook. Which one of us do you want to target with your content? Do you want to target my husband, who's probably not going to ever comment on it, probably never going to give you a thumbs up because that might be putting himself out there. He'd just rather watch. Or follow me, 
target me because I'm going to comment on everything I ever see and I'm going to share everything I ever see. And it's just a, two different personalities. Well, Facebook right now, they used to value time on page, which meant my husband was doing well in the algorithm. They, Facebook saw his content that he engaged with World War II history facts and gave him more World War II history facts. Well, now he doesn't really like anything on Facebook. So Facebook's not giving him World War II history facts anymore because he's not engaging with that content or any content. So he actually, guys, you can scroll on his feed and it runs out. Like I've never seen content run out anymore, but his literally dies and there's no more scrolling. He gets like five scrolls and that's it. Like wow. because he never engages, like his feed is like broken. Um, <laughs> whereas me, and he's like, well, I'm not going to engage. It's like really funny. He's like, I'm like you can fix this by engaging with the stuff you like and then Facebook will give you more of it. He's like, no, not gonna do it. Not gonna, not gonna fall for that trap. <laughs> so you've got him and then the other end is me so you're going to want to target the most active people and facebook literally tells us who those people are using audience insights you can go into audience insights and the demographics and you can see does this page does this niche does this person i'm going to target as an interest do they have people that are actually talking or did they collect people like levi who are amazing wonderful people but they're not going to help your brand grow and i want to attract just those active people because they will bring on everyone else. So if I'm going to put any ad dollars into targeting, I want to only target not for my sale. I want because the sales will come if I've got the right people and I've, everybody buys something. So if I can target and bring on the person who's most active, who finds engaging irresistible, and when they see a cat photo, they have to engage. When they see a brain health photo, they have to engage. When they see something about, um, how to get on Forbes and become the leader, uh, five ways to get on Forbes within a week, they have to engage. So you want to target that person who engages with the content. Okay, so the goal here is to get them engaged with Myron Ann and then invite them to like the page? Yes, I invite them to like my page and then I also target them back, anyone who's engaged with a like ad. I don't do like ads unless they've engaged with my content because bringing on somebody who's not okay. engaged, they don't mean anything to me because they're not going to bring on anyone else. And if I have a like likes and I do a like ad, Facebook's going to look at my page and say, what kind of likes do you have? We're going to give you more likes just like those people. And because you're asking for likes and you have likes on your page. Well, if you have a dead page and they're not engaged, well, they're just going to give you more dead people. Um, the people who just click likes and never engage. I want only the people who are active and for me, buyers of my content. So that's actually one of the reasons why people are telling me, well, Rachel, you're the girl who gets to a million Facebook fans. Why does your page have only 13,000 or 14,000 Facebook fans? That's because there's two different strategies. One is get as many people as you can because you're not really selling a product. You're selling Amazon affiliate links or you've got a Shopify store with 45 different SKUs. So you've got lots of things to roll through, right? Or if you're selling a high ticket product, that's the other spectrum you're selling everything at the Dollar General or you're selling a high ticket product. I only want the people who are going to buy from me because I can make a lookalike audience on this. That's super relevant to me. I don't want people who are not going to buy. I don't want people who are irrelevant. I don't want people who don't speak my language. I only want my buyers in there. And that is why literally one out of eight people on my Facebook page has spent over a thousand dollars with me. That's insane. It is. It's so cool. <laughs> well, that's the thing there. Right? A lot of those ones are within that mark. A lot of the people that 
aren't hyper engagers themselves. They'll go through the feed or they'll create content, but they aren't necessarily scrolling and liking everything, which I find it really fascinating. Like, I've got people who have watched me for years, haven't engaged in anything, then they'll send you a message saying they want to work with you. So, like, okay. Well, it's it's it, that could be the case, but I tend to have pretty high engagement rate. We average my audience averages forty two comments in a month. Damn. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. So we actually had a Facebook page where we got a Facebook group, excuse me, where in 10 days I got 27 comments per person inside the group. We had all but six people in the group were active. And the six people that weren't active were celebrities who didn't want anyone to know that they were in the group, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, why are you here if you don't want to engage? (laughs) It's it's interesting. It was really fun. So yeah, on average, we got 27 comments per person. It was really cool. That's awesome. What's next for you? What's the next step in this life? Oh. Are we? Is Rachel Miller always going to be the brand? Are we going to have a separation of the brand and the companies? Or what's, what's I don't the know. I think right now I'm just having a lot of fun. So we're... There's something to diversifying before you're ready for it, you know? So I have thought about a high ticket program, but then I thought, you know what? That would require me to travel more or I'd have to speak more. Or um, So right now I'm just, as a mom, I'm just continuing building audiences and having fun. So yeah. Right, perfect. <laughs> if people want to learn more and actually start to influence on these strategies, because like we, we barely touched on the surface here so far. I think you said that. Create, understand your audience, start to create content for them, feed Facebook, start to use ads and that content that, assuming there's ads, content that goes well, you use for ads or do you see ads We right do away? some engagement ads, but not very many. So I tend to encourage people to spend under $2 a day. Okay. Sometimes you- 20 so 10, 2 to $20 a day, depending on the type of company. For example, in the, in the finance industry or in health, you might have to spend up to 20 Okay. So then from there, you then... Get it's like pure engagement as you're not really even doing lead gen or anything like that. It's just saying because think of yourself. How often do you open all of the emails you get? I probably do more because I only get emails that I want. <laughs> well, I mean, do you open all of them? Like yeah. all the promotional ones you get, you do. Oh, that's impressive. only only because I only get emails from people I actually want. I was unsubscribe to everything. I love that. Okay, well, I, um, I'm i not like you, and I have lots and lots of emails that I never actually read. So I figure that a lot of people are like me. So I don't, I like leads in the sense that um, that's a list that I can own and control, but I've also had a DDoS attack happen to one of my websites a couple years ago, where even though I had a web email list, I couldn't use the email list because I was blacklisted by Google because my site was deemed unsafe. So my domain meant diddly squat. And so there went all my emails ability because oh, no. nothing was being delivered. It was really crappy. <laughs> we survived it because I had the audience. I could rebuild it. You know, it was great. Um, but DDoS attacks happen. Everybody, you know, that's part of life. Um, but anyways, my point is um, I tend to consider a lead somebody who's messaged me on fa- Messenger on Facebook. I consider a lead somebody who's watched not one, but two or more, three or four of my videos all the way through because they trust me enough to sit and watch a four minute video. So not once, but they've watched it twice. Well, they're probably somebody that's likely to buy. 
So I can follow that person around online everywhere without them having to open an email if they're like me and they never open their emails. Okay, social leads. So basically people engage are really the people you want to keep contacting and you know it's the value of that to spend oh, yeah. on that is like nothing to compare to what that'll be worth for you and your business. Yeah, I've actually brought it up where my custom audience is, um, not this last round because I had a big affiliate that um, was part of it, and but the, all the other rounds, if I had 100,000 people in my custom audience views, I got $100,000 in sales. So it was literally for like four Still launches impressive. in a row, whatever the size of my custom audience was, that was the dollar amount of the sales I got. It was really creepy, eerily cool. It's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. If people want to learn more, what's the next step? Um, yeah, they could go to um, probably my free Facebook group. So I've got Facebook page strategies and just go on Facebook, type that in and you will find my group. It's, I'm the girl with the big hair, uh, <laughs> big, big attitude to match it. And uh, on my Facebook group, we've got 32,000 marketers there and we would love to have you come grow with us. That is quite a few people. <laughs> Love it. All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in today. Go check out Rachel's group, Facebook page strategies. Check out her website, rachelmiller.com, and learn something about marketing your Facebook page using organic traffic. So amazing strategies. Makes a boatload of money for herself, people who study with her, and changing lives. So super excited to have you on the show, Rachel. Thank you again, and we'll see you all next time.